What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that right. They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rising Above podcast, a platform for you to share your story. Oftentimes, we all have something that happens to us in life and we have no way of sharing. Many people want an outlet, whether it's writing a book or going on a massive networking platform or starting an inspirational social media account. With the Rising Above platform, anyone with an inspiring, motivating, or interesting story can come on and share. It could be anything from the struggles of starting a business, the struggles of overcoming homelessness or mental illness. I've interviewed victims of rape, sexual assault, and abuse. There is no subject that is off limits. This platform offers a safe and fun way for you to share your story through a one-on-one experience. If you would like to share your story, the best way to reach out would be through social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook or through email. All the links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Rising Above podcast. My name is David Hess, and today I have Erin Meadows with me. Uh, she is a local business owner, and uh, I, I don't want to give too much away about that. I'll let her talk about it. Um, so I guess with that being said, how are you doing today, Erin? Good. I'm glad to hear that you're feeling much better. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so can you tell me a little bit about the business? Oh, actually, first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Are you from the Lansing area? Were you born and raised here? Um, I am from initially from Decatur, Illinois. <laughs> oh, wow. I lived there just the first three years of my life, though. And then we moved to um, the Thumb area in a place called Cairo, Michigan. Okay. It's a small town in the Thumb. Girls, sugar beets. We have a sugar beet factory there. Wow. Um, and so that was where I grew up. And then I decided to go to Michigan State for college because I was tired of being in a small town <laughs> where everybody knows your business, you know. <laughs> um, so I moved in to East Lansing and went to Michigan State University. And that's initially what brought me to the area. Okay. Um, and then I got an engineering degree. Wow. Um, but ultimately, I decided to not be an engineer. Um, but while I was in college, I had my first son, kind of unexpectedly, okay. but a happy surprise. <laughs> um, and then I continued on and finished my degree. And then we moved to Cleveland because um, my boyfriend at the time was going to law school. So we, oh. we uh, lived in Cleveland for a while where I had my second son um, and where I got my first engineering job, which I did for about a year. And it didn't take me too long to realize that I can't sit down all day at a desk. It's just not for me. I'm a mover <laughs> and a doer and a hands-on person. Right. Um, but I, you know, I didn't know when I went and got my degree that that was going to be hard for me to just sit at a desk all day. So, but I don't feel like it was the loss. Um, in my degree, I had a cognate, which is basically like a minor in business. So I okay. learned a lot about business. Um, thinking that I'd use it in my engineering field, you know, if I became a manager or something, but it turned out um, to kind of stoke my interest in owning a business someday. And so after quitting my engineering job, because it was just, um, it, the sitting at the desk was really tiring, but I also had a boss who was really, um, kind of had anger management issues. <laughs> so, so I was like, I just have to get out of here. So I went and got a job at, um, Nordstrom's as a salesperson and I loved it. I loved it. Um, didn't make nearly as much money, but I didn't care. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't about the money for me. I realized that too, um, that it's more important for me to be happy in my job. So I was, um, helping people and I realized that customer service is something I love to do. I love to help people and to, to be of service. So that was something cool that I learned. And I also started realizing that I wanted to have my own business someday. I started realizing, because I had worked at a lot of different places in college, you know, mm -hmm. like restaurants and things. I realized how different people run their businesses really matters. To create right. this environment, you know, you can make people happy or you can make them miserable, you know. And it, it really does depend on how you manage it and how 
how you look at things. And so I really liked how Nordstrom ran things. And they gave um, the employees the power, and they had, like, these little pep rallies, and we just we got really inspired, you know, so I thought that was really cool. I was like, wow, I feel important here, you know, even though right. I'm just a salesperson. So um, I wanted to carry that out in my own business someday. Um, so from there, we moved back to Michigan. We lived in the Detroit area for a while where I had my third child, who's wow. a daughter. So I've got two sons and a daughter. Oh, cool. um, and that's where I started becoming a stay-at-home mom. So that was really cool um, to be able to be home with them all the time. Um, I didn't... When I went off to college, I never saw myself as being a stay-at-home mom. I thought, oh, I'm a career woman, you know? You're, you're a doer. <laughs> yes, yes. But once I had my first son, all I wanted to do was stay home with them, you know, because I just wanted to spend as much time possible with him. Um, and then, of course, I felt that way about my other kids, too. So I was really excited to finally be able to be a stay-at-home parent for, for many years. Um, and that was wonderful. And I you know, put, gave it my all. <laughs> and that was definitely a busy job, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, definitely hands on. <laughs> um, and I feel like they taught me as much as I taught them, you know, when they were growing up, which was a really cool experience. Um, and then I decided to start getting a job to do, okay. So when my kids were really little before, while I was still a stay at home mom, I decided I wanted to have a business. And I was just kind of thinking, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? And it came to me one day when we had gone out to eat and people were feeling lethargic and kind of crappy after we ate some kind of fried food, whatever. And I remember thinking, why do we always have to feel like we're compromising our health to go out to eat? Because mm -hmm. I made all this healthy food at home, but when we go out to eat, they didn't get healthy food. It was fries and just, you know. And it's never good. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. It's like it might have tasted good, like this instant gratification, but then afterwards we're yeah. just like, Ugh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> um, so I was like, I really want to have a, a cafe someday or a restaurant where – all the food is healthy and good for you, but it also tastes good. You know, mm -hmm. you don't feel like you have to compromise. So that's when the idea for Abundance Cafe was born. So from there, um, you know, I finished mostly raising my kids. They were in high school when I decided to start venturing out. So I got a job at a cafe and I worked my way up to supervisor and I got to do it was basically like an assistant manager position okay. um, because the manager wasn't there. So I was assistant to the assistant manager <laughs> who was pretty much the manager because she was doing all the ordering and all the that type of stuff. But I'd like open the store and close the store and things like that okay. um, and manage the employees and stuff. So that was cool. Great experience. I did that. That was uh, Schuler's Bookstore oh. at Eastwood Town Center. Um, they had a little place called Chapbook Cafe inside of there. Yeah. That was that's where I worked. Their so. food is really good. Mm -hmm. I've only been there one time, and I, I remember it being really good. Yes, it's good quality, yeah. and yeah, I liked the way it was ran, and, and everybody seemed to get along well. Like, it was a good positive atmosphere, so I was excited yeah. to be a part of that. And then from there, I just, I actually just decided I needed to move on because I had worked there two years, and I felt like I'd learned all I could, and I was ready to learn more. Um, and so I quit that job and got another one and then just like a month later they announced they were closing for good that was Oof. yeah unfortunate it was sad because everybody that worked there was awesome and so it's kind of breaking up the family <laughs> were, you, were you not able to transfer over to the no, other one no i wasn't even part of that store anymore i had already quit so oh, okay. i wasn't looking to stay with them um some of my friends did transfer over but not there wasn't room for everybody right, <laughs> you know right. it, it definitely was a little sad to see everything go you know because yeah. you have your regulars and they're not going to come to a different a lot of them wouldn't come to a different location right um but anyway i got a job for a little bit at panera catering and found out that wasn't for me and then i found morton's fine catering which is where i work today i've been there a little over three years now okay and i really like it it's a family-owned business okay beth and john morton they're great people and they treat everyone like family you know like they care about you you mm -hmm. know right which is what i was looking for um so i love working there um a little positive atmosphere and i've been learning so i've been in the kitchen there so i got to learn the ins and outs of cooking and i mean i've always been a cook at home mm -hmm. so i've i've learned a lot throughout the years just cooking for my family but this is on a grand scale you know cooking right. big amounts of things it's a little different so i got to learn that and i do I've, i basically make all their salads and desserts 
and then if they need help with other stuff, if I have time, I do that too. So that's very cool. Yeah. Um, so kind of going back a little bit, you, you, you just up and quit your, your engineering job because you couldn't, you didn't like it. You didn't really, I'm assuming it was probably stressful, right? Um, did you get any pushback from like your family members? Yes. Or any, what was that like? Um, so yeah, my mom continues to this day say that, well, you could use your engineering degree <laughs> if you need to. And I'm like, I know, Mom. It's good to know I could fall back on it. Right. But it's just, I, I let her know. I'm like, it just isn't for me. You know, it doesn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. And she wants me to be happy, and so she understands. Um, my dad passed away when I was 19, mm. so he was an engineer. Oh, so I was okay. kind of following in his footsteps. What was your um, plans with the engineering degree? Uh, were you wanting to work in a certain field? I was a mechanical engineer for a year. That was okay. my, that was what I wanted to do because I liked the idea of designing things and making them, like concrete okay. things. Electrical engineer was a little too abstract for me. And okay. Yeah, that was the mechanical was really my my thing. I think. Yeah. Um, and I still like that kind of thing. I still like to create things and how mechanical right. things work and stuff. But do you think that if you had thought, of, uh, did you think it through when you went to college? When you went, did you were you did? I can't talk. <laughs> um, uh, did you did you like know that that's what you wanted to do, or do you think if you had somebody kind of guiding you that you would have chose to go down like a, a different path, like maybe, maybe. working? Maybe. I don't know, though. I was pretty stubborn, and okay. I might have. I don't know. I think I think it's weird, because I went, um, did a job shadow with my dad one day and got to see what he was doing, but I think he maybe was up and about more than he normally would be on okay. a day-to-day thing, because he was trying to give me the tour and show me what right. all the different things he does. Yeah. Um, and so... It seemed pretty interesting, but it was all still just kind of vague. Like, I don't really know what that's going to feel like <laughs> right. to do that. You know, it's right. just watching him do it, you know. And so, but I do know I was really good in math and science. Those were my two wow. strong subjects. And, you know, in engineering, I got 4.0s in all my wow. engineering math. So I was like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path because you right. think that's your gift you must be you must use it you know right what i didn't realize is that i wouldn't be using my gift my people skills gift really right and that turns out to be the more fulfilling gift um and i can still use math in any field really (laughs) you know i think that's like one thing with a lot of young people um like going into college is they don't really know what they want to do and then later on in life they end up really depressed or you know, because they're in a career, they're stuck in a career because they have all the student debt and they can't really mm-hmm. go on to do a, a course that they would really would rather do. Kind of like yeah. what you did, you know, just up yeah. and quit and then started. I mean, you obviously had to raise kids and then yeah. then you thought about it and then you, you realize that this is what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And now you're you're on your path. Yeah. And I mean, I was very blessed to be in a relationship where he was a lawyer and we were able to pay off both of our student debts because he, you know, made enough money. And so mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about the finances. Paying off. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I mean, I was so blessed to be able to stay at home with my kids because if he didn't, you know, obviously if he didn't make enough money, that wouldn't have happened. Right. So I know so other, so many other moms who said that if they could afford it, they would stay home with their kids. And, yeah. you know, it's a little sad that, you know, we have these, you know, we have to make ends meet, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, now we're, it seems like everybody's in a situation where the both parents have to work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're kind of in that position. My wife works at Gen- General Motors as well with me. Okay. And uh, so, you know, we have to, you know, hire babysitters or put our kids in daycare. Luckily, mm-hmm. my kids are in school too. So, um, but yeah, it, it sucks having to leave your kids and yeah. leave them to somebody else to kind of raise. Yeah. So it's awesome that you were able to, to do that and take the time to really realize what you wanted to do. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So then when I did go back into the field, I knew I wanted to start Abundance Cafe. Um, once I, let's see, when did I? Why'd you call it that? Oh, Abundance Cafe. I call it that because... I feel that, so the type of business it is, is I make everything from scratch with like whole ingredients and like a lot of vegetables and a lot of nutrients. So there's like an abundance of nutrients and abundance Mm -hmm. of um, ingredients. Yeah, yep, yep. And I try to do um, local farm stuff as much as possible. Okay. Um, Right now it's a little tricky because 
um, I'm doing deliveries. So I have people place orders through the Facebook and then they, I make all the food Monday and deliver it all on Tuesday. Orders are due Sunday night. So from Sunday okay. night, I figure out how much I need to buy then I buy it all Monday morning. So it's really hard to work with a farmer on that level. Right. But once I open up my cafe, I plan to have connections with local farmers okay. and get as much stuff local from them as possible. So are right, you, are right, you, right, I, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you doing all this out of your house right now? No, I, um, I've worked out of a commercial kitchen for the last five years. Okay. So to be um, legit and sell things like soup and salad, mm -hmm. you have to have a commercial kitchen. Right. So if I was, I do make granola also, and if I was just doing granola, I could just do it at home. It's, okay. But since I'm doing soups and salads, they, they require that. Okay. So I started renting the Allen Neighborhood Center kitchen first, and that was kind of how I got in, involved and started my business. I started cool. Abundance Cafe LLC, and then from there I found another kitchen to rent that was a little more convenient for me. Um, and then from there I went to Morton's Fine Catering. When I started working there, he said... Mm -hmm. I could use the kitchen so wow. i used the kitchen there that's I, a good owner yeah yeah <laughs> and i was really cool. i was just paying them with food for a while and recently we just started working out a deal where i pay them rent too you know that's cool they're getting busy and right you know it's kind of i'm kind of imposing on their space sometimes here mm -hmm. and there um so i'm going to i'm currently looking for another place but i also okay. want a cafe so i'm hoping that the next place is going to be an actual cafe with a kitchen so what kind of things are you going to make and sell at the cafe? Are you still going to do the delivery service and the kind of the meal prepping? I am going to do the meal service. Um, so before, <coughs> I forgot to mention, um, before I started doing these deliveries, which just started this past November, um, before that I had been doing farmer's markets for four years. Okay. So I did a bunch of different farmer's markets, like the Meridian one, the mm -hmm. Allen Street one, DeWitt, and Bath. Um, and I was down to just the Meridian one the last year, but that's a really good one to do. Problem I was finding with that, with the soups and salads, is they're all perishable. So they didn't right. last through the next week, so I'd have to toss whatever I didn't sell. Right. So I just make, if I made 20 sal salads and only sold 10 of them, I didn't really make much of a profit. There's, no, any. there's no way to, like, <laughs> donate that somewhere? Oh, yeah, I could donate it. I mostly yeah. just gave it to friends yeah. and stuff, like people at the market that I knew. and stuff. Everybody cool. appreciated the food. <laughs> I'm sure it's good. Yeah, and I would <laughs> eat some, too. It's not like it went to waste. It's just that it was a loss in profit right. so i didn't actually yeah. make much of a profit like mm -hmm. a tiny little bit throughout <laughs> the last four years but then i started doing pop-ups so i did a few pop-ups like two back to back and then in october of 2018 and then 2019 i did another couple of them okay and then in 2020 I started doing pop-ups in November and I was just going because my boss and I had talked and he was like, well, you know, because of the pandemic, this Old Town Marquee is not being used because they own that in, in Old Town. Okay. Um, it's a reception hall. So it's like a big right. area. But he's like, if you want to rent it and, you know, have a cafe every day, you can. And I was like, huh. And so I decided to do it, I think, four days a week. So it was like... Okay. Wednesday, Thursday, or was it five days? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think it was those four days. Um, so I decided to start doing that. Like every week, we we're going to try it for a month and see how it went and then maybe carry over. But we did it two weeks, and we got another shutdown from the pandemic. Oh. So all dining areas had to be closed. So I decided at that point to start doing the delivery service. Um, and so the delivery service is nice because I know exactly how much I need to make ahead of time. I make it, right. I deliver it, or have them pick it up, and then it's done. I can eat the whatever extra we have. I always like to have a little <laughs> extra because it <laughs> feeds me throughout the week, you right. know. Um, so that's been wonderful for profit. For the first time, I'm actually able to start saving up money towards this cafe that I want to have. So yes, I do, awesome. to answer your question, yes, I do plan to continue the delivery service once I open my cafe because the okay. customers really like it and there may not be the same customers that come in to eat meals at right. the cafe. Right, yeah. Yeah, somebody so. might be just walking through Old Town and want they might want some lunch or something. So mm -hmm. um, how do you plan your, your meals? Do, can somebody just be like, I, I want like steak and whatever and as a side, what, how do you prepare? Um, do you have a menu? I have a menu that does I it, post every does week. Does it change? Okay, it yep. changes week. It changes week to week. weekly. Okay. Um, and I try to rotate the items so that you know, like I have certain items that are favorites. So I'll try okay. to I'll try to have those 
the, the biggest ones that are the biggest favorites are my apple basil chicken salad. Um, so I usually have that every other week or every third week. And then quinoa salad is another really mm -hmm. big one. So same thing. I try to have that pretty often. Um, I think everything else pretty much rotates. So I have some stuffed vegetables. I try to have, like I have a stuffed zucchini, a stuffed pepper, Oof. and a stuffed portobello. And I try to alternate those. Um, and those are all vegan. Like I have a lot of vegan options. So, okay. so it's kind of a lot of like specialty food. So like right. people with um, special diets, like vegan mm -hmm. is a special diet that not a lot of people cater to in the area. Right. Um, yeah. So I definitely hit on that. And the other thing is I'm gluten-free myself. And so I don't put gluten in anything, hmm. but I cook in a, in a kitchen that has gluten. So I can't label it gluten-free, but it's... Right. So I, you know... But you're not using it. Exactly. So it's not... If you can have trace amounts, you can have my food. Like, that's the right. awesome thing. Okay. Um, and then I don't use soy because I'm also allergic to that. Really? So what I kind just of reactions do you have? I get bumps. Really? <laughs> just these red <laughs> dots. And it's just like they're like warning signs. Because when I first realized I was having all these food sensitivities, I started breaking out in dots all over my whole body. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? And I went to the doctor, and they gave me these different antibiotics and, and uh, antiviral medicines. Nothing was helping. And then a friend suggested I try clean eating. So I did. Clean eating just means get rid of all processed foods. Mm -hmm. After 24 hours of that, all the dots went away. So wow. I knew I was on to something. But it took a while of experimenting to figure out, like introducing things back in right. one at a time to figure out what it, which things it was that I was reacting to. And, and you was, figured out it was soy. It was one of them. Wheat was wow. another big one. Wow. And dairy tended wow. to be dairy tends to give me allergies it's a little bit of a different reaction so okay. if that wasn't giving me the bumps it makes me like congested and just and it's like i never noticed like i had dairy all my <laughs> life you know so i'll still have it sometimes and it's not like i'm gonna die but you know right you, so you uh, eat ice cream every now and then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta live you know absolutely <laughs> um so uh, so you you cater most of your meals to vegan or like vegetarian diets. Mm -hmm. Do you do meat products? Um, I do some chicken. Yeah, and, you did say that. And I do yeah. some fish. So like okay. shrimp and salmon are two things that I've used that I use. Um, but are those, are other those than that? No, I don't do beef or pork. Okay. So now are those uh, like farm raised? I try to. Now that's the thing. Since I've been doing this delivery. I've been doing buying everything pretty much at Meyer, so that's okay. where I'm getting my ingredients. And I love how they have a lot of local produce mm -hmm. there, um, but the meat is just Meyer meat, you know, whatever that is. It's right. not as conscious as I would like to be with my meat. Um, when I was doing the pop-ups, I was buying from a local farmer, okay. so and I know him like from the farmers markets. Right. And it's like I know how he raises his animals. Was it the guy from Was it the guy from Mean Rapids? I don't know. It's Circle. Circle F Ranch. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember exactly which city he's in. Um, but, you know, we would talk at the farmer's markets because we right. worked a couple different markets together. So, and he posts, I follow him on Instagram, and he posts okay. pictures of the animals, and they're <laughs> so cute. And, you know, like, he just, he has a nice, humane environment there. Right. So, I feel good about that. And that's what I want to get back to. Mm -hmm. I just, the delivery thing is just, like, right now it's just, like, convenient. I talked to him about when I started doing those pop-ups again in November, um, I talked to him about getting chicken and I couldn't, I don't know what it was going on. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic, but he said there was nobody to process the chicken. Really? Wow. So we were running into that problem. I wasn't able to find someone to supply me at that time, but again, I want to get back into that and I need to do some research right. on where to get chicken. Now, when you, when you open up your cafe, do you plan on having like for the delivery service, like a, an app, an app somebody can go to and order and, yes. or customize even? Yes. That'd be yeah. great. That'd be great. I also am working right now on developing a website. I okay. had a website and I just made it on Wix. So it was okay. just kind of easy for me to make, but it wasn't, right. wasn't something that was really easy for customers to order on. Um, and so I want to have a website where people can go on there and order and it tells me and then it tallies it all up and stuff. So either an app or that or both, I don't really know. I need yeah. to talk to someone more techie because that's <laughs> not my field. Like, that's not my field at all. Yeah. Either. 
Yeah, I, I would think both would be good, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If I could do both, it would be good because I know some people prefer apps and right. like the younger generation. It yeah. seems like. Yeah. Um, I know like everyone wants you to have an app for their business these days, and it's a yeah. little bit annoying. <laughs> so I don't want to make it a requirement. Like you have to order on the app, you right. know, because I know some people like me might be like, Ugh, another app. <laughs> <laughs> these dang millennials. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um. So I had a question. I don't remember what it was now. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. Do you make what kind of what kind of other things? Do you make like baked goods at all? Um, I do. I make a gluten-free vegan banana muffin okay. that's to die for. Um, <laughs> and I I can put like chocolate chips in it or nuts in it or blueberries in it. Um, so I kind of mix it up. I haven't started selling those though. I've been like perfecting the recipe for years. Um, and I was going to start selling them when I was doing the pop-ups, but then we got shut down, so I never did. Because I, I also buy some things from local businesses that I sell. Okay. So I sell them in my deliveries, and I also oh, sold cool. them at my pop-ups. So like Stone Circle, I was using their bread products when I was having the, the cafe. Right now I'm not selling their products because I don't do anything bread mm -hmm. because I don't think a burger is because I did a vegan burger but I don't okay. think a, I don't think a vegan burger is good to like reheat like the, with the oh, bread okay. and all it's like, like rubbery <laughs> yeah or it just I don't know it just seems like the bread would get old after yeah. a couple of days and so I most of my, the stuff that I make lasts for six days after you get it okay. so that way you can reheat it and eat it throughout the week so I try right. to keep it things that are good for lasting that longevity now First off, what is your demographic of people like your customers? Um, are they generally like middle-aged people, young? Do you have young people? I do have young you? people. I have young 20s um, customers, and then I have people that are 80, you okay. know? So it's pretty awesome, actually. It's a huge range yeah. of age groups. Um, it's really just health-conscious people. Mm -hmm. um, not all of them are vegan. You know, some of mm. them love that chicken salad. Like, um, in fact... I just recently turned vegetarian okay. myself. Um, it was kind of a slow process. I like gave up beef and pork like a year mm -hmm. or two ago, and then I just at some point was like, yeah, I don't really think I need meat anymore. I just felt like not doing it anymore. So I, but I don't, obviously I don't judge anyone for having meat, you know? Right, like, right. <laughs> um, but it's different now. It's like part of me was like, oh, should I go all vegan with my cafe? But I really don't think I want to do that because if you think about it, most restaurants have meat on all their dishes and then a couple Ve vegetarian right. dishes. Yeah. I think I'm going to be the opposite of that. Most of the options okay. can be vegan and a couple of them are going to have meat. Okay. So it's basically like that. And it's like that on my menu for deliveries too. See, I, I don't have a problem with like a, a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet. The only thing is, is like tofu is not good. No. <laughs> I don't like tofu, but like if it was like... I'm allergic to it, but I don't like it either. It, <laughs> it's weird. It is really weird. <laughs> um, but like if it was like something like whole food, like that you, you know, something you make like with whole foods, then I, w I would be more than down to try it. Um, my wife made... Uh, a lasagna with uh, zucchini. So she shredded oh, yeah. the zucchini, yep. and then it, it takes a lot. But yeah. yeah, you have like these little shreds of zucchini, and then you wrap it up in the whatever. I don't know how to wow. make it. But <laughs> yeah, nice. And it, it tasted really good. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I actually been meaning to make that sometime to try. Um, because I make, uh, like, if you can julienne cut the zucchini, you can use that as pasta instead of pasta. Okay. Because um, I'm gluten-free, and I have found some glu good gluten-free pastas lately, like chickpea pasta is good. But in the beginning, when I first became gluten-free, it was really hard to find anything. And that was just yeah. like five years ago. Yeah. Um, and so I did the zucchini noodles, and I love it with like spaghetti sauce and stuff on top. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really a good alternative. Have you ever tried like spaghetti squash for spaghetti? I did uh, that once. Just once. Just I once. should try it again. Yeah. yeah it was pretty good. I've, I've tried that. I had a friend who made it with uh, spaghetti squash tacos, and it just oh, had, like, all the top taco toppings on top of the spaghetti squash, and it was actually really good. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have to try Different. that. Different. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. It's fun. Now, how did you – do you work with, like, a – like, if somebody comes to you and they want, like, to go on a diet, because, I mean, obviously you're selling healthy food, um, and a lot of people – when they w want to lose weight, they, they want to get on a healthier diet. They want to start eating whole foods. And if somebody came to you and was like, I, I want to lose weight, how would you go about that? Would you would you work with them? Or I've never 
had that. I've never had anyone approach me like that. Okay. I have had people tell me that they're trying to eat healthier and that's why they're buying my food. Okay. Um, all my food is healthy. And so I guess I would recommend them to just eat anything on my menu and just also consider um, calories in, calories out. You know, it's right. Um, if somebody asked for my advice, I would make sure to mention also a healthy lifestyle as far as exercise is important too, mm-hmm. because it, it all, you know, we're, it's all connected right. and yeah. you have to have all of it to make it. It's a healthy balance of exactly. everything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, now, how do you figure out your portion sizes and stuff? Um, Cause like somebody <laughs> like me, I would be like, like, I'm sure I could eat way more than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I guess <laughs> I just, figured it out based on what I think is a good portion. And I know some people say, especially the older people say, this is two meals for me, you know, okay. like it's a good deal, you know, but right. it would probably be one meal for you. And f- honestly, for me, it's one meal because you'd be surprised <laughs> I can eat quite a bit. Um, it sounds like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like I make a chicken shawarma meal and I think it's like six ounces of chicken Okay. Um, once it's cooked, you know, so it's a decent amount, but you also get a bunch of vegetables with it and rice. I just do a half cup of rice because I think that Americans eat too many carbs mm-hmm. and um, when I say carbs, I mean like grains, kind of carbs, because right. um, there's carbs in all vegetables, really. So right. it's yeah. kind of a loose term. But um, yeah, like the grains, we don't need as much as a lot of people think. And it's mm-hmm. cheap. The grains tend to be cheaper. So at a lot of restaurants, they give you a giant plate of pasta with just a little yeah. other stuff on it, you know, yeah. just because it's cheaper for them and they're filling you up yeah. while making money. And <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm actually like... How can I do this as hard as possible? What can, how can I put the most work into it? <laughs> and, and make the least amount of money. Yep, and make the least <laughs> amount of money. Cause, well, and I mean, I have to charge a decent amount to make any money because right. all the ingredients are expensive, mm-hmm. in, more expensive ingredients. I use fresh herbs. I use, um, you know, all the whole vegetables and mushrooms and um and, you know, meat is expensive, obviously, and just a little bit of grain. Like, I don't use much, much grain at all. So a lot of things are grain-free, which customers really like because some people are on paleo diets. Right. So it's pretty universal. Um, how do you come up with your different meal, your different meal plans? Like, um, I do... Because cooking a vegetarian, mainly vegetarian is kind of difficult because then like you actually have to like plan it out. It's not as simple as just throwing a steak on the grill and, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's true. I think throughout the last five years with the farmer's markets has really been a good learning experience to get me to where I am, to have so many recipes under my belt now. Mm-hmm. When I first started, I just came up with a few soups and it was like I'd alternate them and sell them at the farmer's markets. Then I introduced salads because I found out that not not many people wanted to buy soup in the summer for right. some reason, even though I like it year-round. You know, some people don't like it in the summer. So then that's when I started coming up with salad ideas. And so one by one, I did experimenting at home and okay. just would like be like, okay, I'm going to create a new salad today. And I'd buy a whole bunch of ingredients and I'd just go home and play and just try different things together in different combinations. And Um, for some things, for some of the soups, I looked up recipes online Mm -hmm. and then I added four more vegetables to it (laughs) cause I always feel like things need more vegetables, like more variety. Again, that abundance comes into play. I think the more variety of vegetables that we get, the more variety of nutrients we get and the more, you know, complete nutrition we can get. So you say you put fresh herbs and, and stuff in it. How does... How did you learn how to do that? I mean, you just start experimenting with, mm-hmm. with seasonings and whatnot. Yeah. And people are like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just started experimenting. Um, you know, some, some of them, like the recipe would call for like this herb or that okay. herb. And then, you know, I might be like, huh, but I bet it would be good with basil too, you know? And so I'd right. add that to it and it was, you know, or, or maybe it wasn't, you know, but I like, I try to keep the experimenting to home when I'm not doing it there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll take home the leftovers and eat some and I'll be like, I'm going to add this to it and see how it is, you know? So that's a good way to, to kind of play around with it. Now you said you're also looking and you're in the process of looking for a a cafe, a place that you can rent from. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your timeline on that? 
Um, I was hoping to do it by the turn of the year. So huh. that's four months. And that, you... that scares me. That deadline scares me, but I think it needs to. Because I need, like, I need to, the pressure on. Mm-hmm. My, um, my bosses have conveyed that they're ready for me to move on you know <laughs> politely very politely they were super nice about it but they were just like yeah it's starting to get tight in here we really don't want to see oh. you go but you know we also i was like yeah i don't want to be in the way like right. i i totally get it you know but so they're i feel like the universe is nudging me mm-hmm. towards opening up my cafe um mm. i did i had a couple locations in mind that fell through so now I'm opening up the possibilities again. I had been looking in Old Town. It okay. doesn't look like there's anything in Old Town. And I had been looking in Rio Town, and it doesn't look like there's anything in Rio Town. So unless something magically opens up there, so does it have I'm to be looking sp- elsewhere. Does it have to be a space with a kitchen already? I'm really wanting that. Okay. Um, kitchens are really a lot of work to put in. Okay. Um, the biggest thing is the hood is really expensive. Yeah. However, I was just talking to my boss about it and I guess there are kitchens that you can do with, um, like convection of like electric convection ovens and induction heat, um, burners that you don't actually need a vent for. Hmm. And so in that case, if I didn't need the hood, it might be a little more of a doable situation. So I would consider it, but I'm definitely scouring for a kitchen. Right. Because this is my first time go around with it. Right. And so, you know, if I open up a second location, yeah, maybe I'll be a little more ready to to build a kitchen. Well, yeah, to put the money into it and to have the know-how. Like, Right. This is what I I need. Yeah, exactly. And where am I going to put this and what's this going to look like? You know, like I think you know, having a kitchen of my own first and knowing what I'm looking for would be better than. Right. How do you know what exactly you need for a kitchen? Well, I know I mean, what I use. you obviously work in a kitchen. I know what so. I use. We The kitchen I work at has a fryer and a steamer, and I don't think I would use those. So I don't okay. really need those. I use burners, okay. you know, for my soups. Um, yeah. That's the biggest thing. And then I use the oven for my, my stuffed vegetables and the shawarma meals. So I do a chicken shawarma. I forgot to mention I also do a vegan shawarma, which mm. my vegan customers are super excited about because if you ever hear of shawarma, you never hear vegan no. shawarma, right? So yeah. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had this marinade that I found this recipe for online, and the marinade is great, and I've been making it for years for my family, and they've always loved it. Um, and then just recently, when I decided to start selling it through my business, I decided... I need a vegan option for my vegan customers. And so mm-hmm. I picked some vegetables that are a little higher in protein. I went with cauliflower, sweet potato, and Brussels sprouts. And I just okay. marinate them in the same marinade and then cook them and serve them with a side of vegetables too, just like the chicken shawarma, which is like peppers and carrots and zucchini. Okay. Um, and then it comes with rice and hummus. And it's a really good meal. Like it's all. I want to try that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a big customer favorite. So I'm doing chicken shawarma. I'm doing the shawarma meals this week, actually. Okay. So I put out the menu usually on Thursday, sometimes on Friday if I get too busy because, you know, I do work. Um, <laughs> so I put it out on Thursday, and then orders are due by Sunday. So, like, people can still order the shawarma meals until Sunday night at 8 p.m. And okay. So, um, or whatever else. I Like, this week I have um, the apple basil chicken salad which is another favorite. Um, I have the Mediterranean salad, which is delicious, and it has chickpeas on it for protein. Okay. Um, And then one more thing. What was it? I don't know. Oh, a soup. (laughs) It was a soup. Okay. It was my um, black bean tortilla soup. That sounds good. Yeah. It's a tomato-based soup with black beans and a whole bunch of different vegetables in it. Okay. And then I serve it with a side of tortilla chips so you can crumble them on top. That sounds really good. I want that, too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, now, do you have a place where you can, you post pictures of of what you're serving that week? Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... And if somebody wanted to order that, they could just go to your Facebook and send you a message? Yep, because it's Facebook Instant or Facebook Messenger is where I have okay. them order. So okay. it's not the most um, efficient for me mm-hmm. because I have to, when I, um, I send 
a reminder to my customers if they didn't happen to get on Facebook and see the menu. Right. So like on Saturday or Sunday, usually Saturday if I have time, I get on there and I send a message to every customer. Oh my gosh. Unless they tell me that they don't want to hear from me again. <laughs> some people are like, well, I moved away, you know, oh. or, or whatever. Um, but I send a, a, a menu to each one. But because of the way Messenger is, it's different. I think they used to let you send it to a whole bulk yeah, amount of like people. Yeah, like a group. But now yeah. it's like you have to send them to them individually. And so I send oh a gosh. message. I send a message and then the picture. So it's like I send both of those to everybody. And it's, I have like 100 customers. So it's oh like my gosh. it takes it's very time consuming. And so I was starting to think about it lately. I'm like, maybe I should get their emails. That's a, that's a really good idea. <laughs> like, why didn't I think of that sooner? But, you know, I have been pretty busy. Um, and I think that makes it less efficient when I'm so busy that I don't have time to, like, right. make it more efficient. You right, know? exactly. So I had a few days off work this past week, and I'm starting to think about ways to make things better for me and work and more smoothly. Now, how do you how do you balance your your work life with your uh, with also your your business? And, and your family. How do you balance all that? Well, I forgot to mention my kids are older now. And so my youngest is 19. Oh, wow. And she's, um, she had been going to Northern. So she had just okay. been gone for this past year. But she's back now. But she's staying mostly with her dad. So I get okay. her about once a week. She'll come visit. Um, but her dad kept the house when we separated five years, six years ago. Um, and so she's at his house which is in the same town that I live in. So I get to see her, you know, we, we still plan get togethers, which is great. But now my family is not something I need to focus on right now. I still definitely get together with my kids as right. much as possible. I have one son, my oldest lives in Colorado. So oh, wow. every chance I get to see him, I do, but right. it's, you know, few and far between right now. And then my other son, Taylor lives in Lansing and he works full time. Mm -hmm. He had been working two jobs wow. and he, I think he's just, put in his two weeks for one of them because he's going full-time with the others so oh, cool but he's super busy um so i don't see him as much as i'd like but right. i try to <laughs> he's 21 so it's kind of yeah. that age where he's spreading his wings you and know. needs to do his independent thing and i get that because i was 21 once too <laughs> you know and just like i didn't need my parents i didn't need anybody you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that feeling and it's it's there for a reason you know he's He's supposed to be independent, you know, and that's right, exactly. finding himself. And so, and my daughter is starting, she's, she's a little more like, um, communicative. And I think it's maybe because she's a girl. I don't really know. Probably. I, I don't want to, I don't want to generalize, <laughs> yeah. but, but she's more of like, you know, misses me and like, Hey, let's get together. You know, right. I hope she doesn't grow out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but that's, that was just the family part of it. So the, the work part of it. It is a balance, and it has been a balance since I've started. So the farmer's markets, I was doing nights and weekends, you know, different certain nights and weekends. Um, that's always been a challenge. Now I'm working weekends, not doing the farmer's markets, but the delivery is two days a week, and mm -hmm. then I work four or five of those other days. So I'm working six or seven days a week, um, and so it is a balance. It definitely is, and there's weeks where it's I feel unbalanced, like mm -hmm. I'm not – I'm not like, not like I'm going to go under or something. <laughs> I have yoga also in my life and that really helps me to keep in balance. Okay. Um, what kind of that, yoga do you do? Uh, I do Hatha yoga. So I learned, I actually did teacher training when my kids were young. So I'm a teacher and I do that. I've been oh, doing cool. that throughout the years too, when they were growing up and um, I still do. I just teach one class a week right now, which is enough. <laughs> but I do, I, I do kind yeah. of miss, I do kind of miss teaching more regularly because I'm so busy that I don't practice regularly. Right. But when I teach, I practice at the same time. So I'm right. getting that, I'm still getting that grounding experience. And yoga has really been very therapeutic for me. What kind of yoga details. did you say it was? Hatha. What, what is that? It's basically the original yoga. Okay. Is so, it Bikram original? Uh, Bikram? No, oh, Bikram. Bikram is the original hot yoga. So okay. if you saw the sign okay. that said that, that's yeah. because hot yoga is an Americanized version of Bikram, right. basically. Like they just took the they just took yoga and cranked up the heat and called it hot yoga. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they don't do what Bikram yoga does. Bikram yoga actually practices the same poses every class. Okay. From what I heard. Or is that Ashtanga? Nah, I shouldn't talk about what I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I have not trained in Ashtanga, and I have not trained in Bikram. I do know Ashtanga is a lot faster. 
Um, the type of yoga I do is a little more slow and meditative, focusing on deep okay. breathing um, and mindfulness. So okay. we try to meditate throughout the entire class. So you're breathing deeply and slowly, and you're trying to release your thoughts. So it's just kind of like an hour of meditation. And with, it's guided. With slow, guided movements. Okay. Um, and I remind people to breathe deeply because we all forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it definitely helps. Like, I feel the weight has of the world has lifted off to me mm -hmm. after I take a yoga or after I do yoga. I did a, a hot yoga one time. It was the first time I ever did it. And... Um, they were doing kind of a guided meditation at the end and it was like breathe in breathe out you know breathe in imagine you're somewhere and uh and i i did i got into like somehow i got into that space yeah. and i felt i literally felt like i was on a beach and i felt like i could hear or i sound sounded like i could hear waves just crashing and awesome and then after the class was over i came out i'm like it's over <laughs> I, <laughs> yes I want to be on a beach right now. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. guided meditation. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah. I felt really good afterwards. Yeah, yeah, so. it really does make you feel good, and it meditation in general does. But how often do you meditate? Um, I usually meditate like probably on average twice a week. I okay. it's my goal to meditate every day. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> but it ends up being about twice a week, <laughs> um, to be honest. But I, you know, at some point, I'd like to meditate every day. So when you meditate, like if you're doing it at home, are you doing guided meditation? No. No, you just sit there. What, what's your thoughts? Do so you... I clear my mind and I focus on the sound of my breath or the feeling of my breath. So, the I think like the strict definition of meditation is to release thoughts, to not, mm -hmm. to, to continue to release thoughts. So thoughts are going to come back in and that's okay. It's still meditation. So right. like people have some misconception about that. I've heard people say, well, I can't meditate because I can't get rid of my <laughs> thoughts. Well, no, they're going to keep coming back, but right. then you keep releasing them and then you keep releasing them. And so if you focus on your breath, it's always in the moment. So the breath is always there with you and you're present when you're focused on the breath. And so mm -hmm. that's the idea of meditation is to be present w without thoughts. And when you can get to that place, you're more in touch with your true self than you ever are right. any other time. That's you, because basically the true self is the observer behind the thoughts. We think we're our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Before we learn meditation, we think, we get so attached with our thoughts. We right. think that's who we are. You know, we have yeah. these opinions. We have these thoughts. We analyze the world. We think right and wrong and good and bad. And that's what the brain does. Right. And we think that's us. It's not us, actually. We're the observer behind all that. And so right. when we can quiet all those thoughts, which, you know, is it takes effort. And some days it's easier than others. Um, but it's so worth it. Like, you feel so much peace. And you feel like everything is perfect just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I need to change this, I need right. to change that. That's, all, that's the brain. All those outside factors doesn't really matter at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you don't care what's going on in the political world or, you know, mm -hmm. that's and that's a huge stressor on a lot of people. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of an anti-news person lately. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Thank think, <laughs> I don't, you know, and I don't think it's all fake news. I'm, I'm not one of those people. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the news is angled in a way that it's making you think these people are wrong. These people are bad. Right. These people are evil. Yeah. And it goes for both sides. It, as I, I mean, say, it's both sides. It's both sides. Yep. And I can see that because I don't watch the news. Yep. I can see how fired up people who watch the news are getting. Yep. And I'm just like, I don't like what it's doing to you guys. All you like, got to do you, is get on social media and you'll see like, oh, Trump this or uh -huh. Biden that. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, it goes both ways. And they're playing yeah. us against each other. And yep. so I really don't like what's happening there. But yeah, yoga can definitely erase all of that yep. BS. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, before we wrap this up, I want to talk about what happened a couple weeks ago to you. I seen on Facebook, um, you had posted about somebody breaking into your neighbor's house. Oh, yeah. What, well, what it was, was yeah, How? so it was like down the street from where I live, because okay. I have a garden there. I have a friend who owns the, a farm, and it's, um, it's, they don't really farm the property, but they have apple trees and stuff, and they let me have a garden there. And I was at my garden, and... I see a car pull up. It's like a sedan. I didn't see it pull up per se. I heard doors open and I look over there and all four doors were open and four guys are standing right outside the doors. And I'm just like, that's weird. <laughs> like, it didn't seem normal. And so I heard them talking a little bit. I couldn't hear what they were saying. And then I saw them run into the house, literally run. 
I was just like, yeah, this is not right. And I hid behind my tomato plant. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, I'm not going to move. I'm going to oh, stay man. right here. I don't think any of them are still out there, but I don't know when they're coming back. And right. I didn't I didn't have my phone on me. It was in my car, which was about 20 feet away. And I didn't want to be seen, right. you know, because I was scared. And so I just stayed there and waited, watched them come back out a few minutes later with some bags, threw them in the trunk, jumped in the car and sped off with the doors still open while they're speeding <laughs> off, you know. And then when they when they left, I did go get my phone and called the cops and the cops came and did you know an investigation. And while they were doing that, um, they got a report that there was another place that was being broken into, same car. They caught it on a doorbell cam. Wow. They caught one of the guys on the doorbell cam with a hammer about I to smash that. the doorbell cam. <laughs> so, yeah, he should have worn a mask. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> I'm guessing they're not local. I don't know, though. They haven't caught them, at least as really? far as I heard. Yeah. Oh and so gosh. there were several more that same night. It kept on going. And then wow. they had it on the 6 o'clock news the next day. Yeah, that's that was scary. scary. That, that is was scary. scary. Yeah. Imagine just being out in your 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 garden pulling yeah. tomatoes it's or usually, whatever you're doing. It's and... usually the most peaceful place <laughs> for me, you know. Now do you like look around like? <laughs> no, not really. But those neighbors were really grateful that they were actually the kids of the the dad that lives there. He was away, and I guess he's away oh. a lot, so they come and check on his horse and his property and stuff. And uh, they came over and thanked me. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you you saw it and you reported it and stuff oh. and they were just really grateful and um and that made me feel good i was just like well we're looking out for each other you know yeah. and it, it is that kind of community too yeah. like it's dewitt is where i live and it's it's a good community it's I've, a real I've, nice i've lived there like 15 yeah. years yeah it's really everybody looks out for each other mm -hmm. and if you know there's like one little girl that has like cancer and there's so many people mm -hmm. that have been posting signs in their yard and oh, spreading wow. spreading love for her um it's love for lily is what they oh. what they always have in the signs and um that's just one example if somebody passes away there's always fundraisers and um different things somebody's fighting cancer you know there's just all kinds right. of things where people are helping each other and that's it, cool it's what i've loved about that community i'm not gonna and live there a whole lot longer it'll be sad no. to leave but no i'm i mean i'm looking to to be closer to where I open my cafe. Okay. But I don't know where that's going to be yet. Right. I'm thinking Lansing. I'm hoping Lansing. But I hope maybe, it's Lansing. I want to go to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be great. But I also am, like, opening up my mind to other possibilities right now just because I want to see where the universe takes me. Like, what is, where am I supposed to be? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm, I'm just putting out the... So you're sensors. you're open to going to like other cities like yeah, Grand Rapids or Brighton or okay. Ann Arbor, but yeah, Bright Grand Rapids I've Brighton's thought a about. Good area. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so I kind of want to do some market research and see like where are there people mm -hmm. with these certain diet restrictions that might be looking for something like this. Well, I mean, one thing I, I've I've come to notice is like a lot of your metro areas like like Grand Rapids or um, Ann Arbor and e even East Lansing, um, mainly because there's like younger people they're more health conscious and so they're yeah. more open to like eating you know more whole foods and they they want to go like if they go out to eat they want to eat something that's a little bit more healthy i think you're right i think you're I, right. I know and i'm right because <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how i am area, yeah east lansing is an area that i'm looking at yeah um and i definitely was thinking the same thing like i yeah. should be near the campus mm -hmm. because i think you know i do have some young young customers and they're all about it, you know, right. and, and a couple of them are vegans and they're just like super excited that there's yeah. a vegan place because right. there's not a whole lot of that. There's yeah. one, but it's kind of like a vegan fast food, which is fine for some people. What, it, what is it? Vegan or vegan. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I know, I know what you're talking about now. I just couldn't <laughs> remember the name. Maybe it's vegan. I don't know how you pronounce it, to be <laughs> honest, okay. but they seem to be doing well for themselves. Um, and that's definitely a niche that needed to be filled because mm -hmm. there's, I mean, you go to a fast food restaurant, there's not a whole lot. I guess, um, I guess Burger King has an impossible burger, but mo okay. most fast food doesn't have a whole lot of, right. you know, yeah. so they're kind of filling that niche. But mine is a little different because it's, fast whole, food. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's more whole foods, more, um, yeah. it's like. Yeah, it's like a homemade type stuff. Yeah, it's like know? a mom and pop type exactly. type place. Yeah, exactly. You, you made all the food with love, all, <laughs> except for without all the butter and flour. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can actually go out to eat and feel healthy, feel mm -hmm. good, feel exactly. good after you walk out the door. That's my goal. Yeah, I had a, a guy on the podcast. Uh, his name's Dayon Williams, and he lost a crap ton of weight. And um, he was he's 
vegetarian and so i was asking him like what you eat um actually one of the questions i asked him i said how do you get how do you make sure you get enough protein and whatnot and he's like i hate that question that that's something all people ask every vegetarian and everybody hates it um but he said like when he goes out to eat he gets like fries he loves fries and i'm just think, I'm thinking like that's not healthy I eat fries. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to admit it right now. In fact, people laugh at me sometimes because they're like, you seem like you're so healthy all the time, but you like fries? <laughs> yeah, I like Wendy's fries. Those are oh. my favorite ones. I like how they leave the peel on. Okay. It tastes better to me. <laughs> I don't know if they use a different oil. I used to really like McDonald's fries, but I've kind of outgrown that. I don't know yeah. why. They're Wendy's, not good. They, they used to be. You have to get like a bunch like uh-huh. together, other like to get a, like a, a good mouthful. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think I liked it better when I was eating the whole meal. You know, it's like they right. go good with the whole meal, but just yeah. by themselves they're just eh. <laughs> Whereas Wendy fries just by themselves is a good they're snack. Good. I don't know. Do you dip them in like a frosty? Because a lot of people do. Oh that. no, not usually. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm sure I would. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I do eat fries and ice cream sometimes. I'm not like super healthy all the time <laughs> i also like potato chips that's another weakness <laughs> <laughs> now do you work out outside of yoga do you do anything um else? i don't i just i hike a lot okay so and when i go hiking a lot of times i do yoga while i'm hiking so like if i cool. go out in the woods and there's no one around i'll roll down a yoga mat and just do some yoga there that's cool. Um, or I always have a blanket in my backpack, so I do yoga on that too sometimes. But cool. Yeah, yoga is really my biggest source of exercise, um, mm-hmm. aside from hiking, which is great. Like if I go out into the dunes, like I love um, going to the dunes at Lake Michigan. Oh, okay. Um, and I love hiking up and down and up yeah. and down, and it's such good exercise. Like. <sighs> I feel like I prefer the natural forms of exercise. Okay. I've never really loved being in the gym setting. Yeah, yeah. I used to work at the Y because I used to teach yoga there, and they they gave me a free membership, and I only work out once in a while. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's good in the winter when the weather's really bad out and you just mm-hmm. don't feel like being outside, but, like, other than that, I just was like, eh. You don't like running? Like, running outside? Or? No, it's always kind of hurt my knees yeah. if I run a lot. Um, what about biking? I do like biking, and I do like rollerblading. Okay. Um, yep, I do like those. I walk more than I do those two things, but I yeah. do like doing those two things, too. Okay. So I definitely enjoy that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about regarding the business before we wrap this up? Um, anything you want to put out there? Um, this was fun. I enjoy talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I can't think of... Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you the other businesses. So I sell... Um, I sell coffee from Rust Belt Roastery. Mm-hmm. I sell tea from. Um, and you, you you sell these with your yeah with, your food. with my delivery. Okay. So um, so the tea is from Divine Lotus Tea Room and Spa. These are all like people I met at the farmers market. So it's wow. really cool because they're like friends cool. of mine, and I'm selling their stuff. Um, I sell some gluten free treats, cookies, and pies from gluten okay. gluten free rocks. Um, I sell kombucha from uh-huh. Apple Blossom Kombucha. They just opened up a, a new place, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Saginaw there. Yep. Yeah, in Frandor. Yep, yep. <clears throat> um, and then I sell some sauce from Grand Traverse Sauce Company. So those are the other things I sell in addition I I just to bought my some sauce food. from them. Nice. Yeah, they've got some good hot sauces. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. They have a, actually, it's a, it's really good. It's um, spicy honey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. that stuff's yep. so good. It's called the... Oh, I can't remember I can't what it's remember. called now. But I do sell that. I just sell okay. the little bottles of it. Okay. Just because I, I don't have enough room to, like, stock all their stuff. Right. So I just decided on a few of the sauces, just the little bottles. That's so. cool. Yeah. So I like selling that. And I like to, when I open up my cafe, I would like to also do that, like sell other local products and help, you know, other local businesses. I, right. I want, like, partnerships. I really want. Right. I, I think that when I first started out um, with my business, I was doing everything by myself, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, like, if I have a cafe, I'm not going to be able to do this all by myself, right. you know, like, I don't want to, right. and, I, and I just think um, that there's a lot of people out there that have great ideas, and that it'd be great if we could network and help each other out, and I think it's a win-win. It's I don't... a good sense of community. Exactly. Yeah, it kind of helps boost your business, helps boost their business. It's not taking anything from you, and it's not taking anything from them. Exactly. It's, that, I think that's a a problem too with a lot of businesses like they get this like like 
they get they want to be you know uh, rivals with the other person mm-hmm. because you know oh, they're getting more customers than me. But yeah. you can work together. Exactly. You know, not everybody's going to go to your restaurant all the time. Yeah. They might want to go to this place one yeah. day. Or your restaurant the next day. Exactly. You know? And I can't make sauce and gluten-free treats and kombucha and all of that stuff. <laughs> you know, I can't do it all. Right, you know? exactly. I gave up trying that. <laughs> it's a, a famine's mentality. It is, it yeah. is. Very, people are very, some people are very competitive. And, right. Um, again, that word abundance comes into play. I've learned throughout the years that there is an abundance available to us out there if mm-hmm. we just open to it. And so when you open to it and you have that mindset, you realize there's enough for everybody. Right. There's enough exactly. to go around. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you don't, if, if, if there's not, then you're, it's, you're the reason why there's not. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're the one. You stop the you're flow. You're the one stopping yep. it. You know? Exactly. All right. Well, with that being said, I think we should wrap this up. This was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, If you want to order meals from her, um, go to her Facebook page, right? And do you have a special Facebook page for it? it Um, Abundance Cafe. It's it's like, I think the tagline is something like nourishment for your mind, body, and soul. But if you just look up Abundance Cafe, you'll find it. Okay. And pretty soon, hopefully, she'll have a storefront. Yes. All right. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you.